Hi, this is Jenna. And this is Heather. And this is Conspiracies Unlocked. And today we are going to be going over uh, 1984, the book 1984, part one, or chapter one, part two. Part two, yes. Yes, it's part two. So just to recap, chapter one, it was a super long, drawn out, really hard to understand chap part of the book because it it went into a world that we don't know we didn't know anything about we got introduced to winston smith who is the main character that we're following he was worried because he got a journal that he's not allowed to really have at all he would be like sentenced to death or evaporated just disappeared or 25 years in the work camp there you go. Um, <laughs> we also learned about the different ministries, Ministry of Truth, Ministry of Peace, Ministry of Love, Ministry of Plenty. And then we also learned about the language they speak, which is new speak. And each of those ministries um, are are a big triangle, uh, what was a really tall up um, pyramid buildings, and they each have to stay within their own areas. They're not really allowed to... Uh, go anywhere else um anything else to oh and then we we learned about the the week of hate kind of but then we they actually did a two minutes of hate so i guess that was yeah. a little little intro into With it goldstein. and goldstein is the main enemy enemy number one because he is all for free speech free thought doing your own thing so we learned that these people live very rigid lives they can't think for themselves they can't do anything they're constantly being watched and basically by big brother Big brother. that's when that term comes into play also if they do have um if they think something or they do something then it's called a thought crime so for him to even think about having a diary is a thought crime um and then the chapter ends with um someone knocking on winston's door and he is concerned that it is the thought police already coming to get him and evaporate him basically because he was writing in his forbidden journal slash diary with a pen which is also it's all forbidden things he's not supposed to have especially because he works for the ministry so he in the ministry of truth yeah. And that's definitely against the rules, against the law. So he's not only breaking the law, he's like breaking his his, his employment, like the truth. He works yeah. for the truth. And so he's not allowed to fraternize with people who aren't part of the government agencies or these ministries. Um, and so we'll, we'll see what happens. Um, so that, yeah, it left us on a cliffhanger of is he going to go and, you know, be evaporated right now? Yeah, because they're knocking on his door at the end of chapter one, part one, and we don't know who is at the door and what do they want with him. So now we're going to begin chapter one, part two, and guess what? He didn't get arrested. But my thought was, who the fuck could it be because he's not allowed to have friends? Exactly. So he's not allowed to have friends. So who else would it be? I mean... It is. It, it So it turns out to be a neighbor, a woman, who um, comes to him and calls him, Hi, co- comrade, because they are not allowed to talk to each other by their real names. They have to. They can't. Her name is Miss Parsons, but um, he can't say, Hey, Miss Parsons. He has to say, Okay, comrade. Co- everybody is comrade. And she was coming over to ask for help with her kitchen sink, and she lives across the hallway, and... Um, we find out that the Victoria Ma- mansions were built in 1930, so they're 50 years old and they're falling apart. And there's all this exercise equipment, which I thought that the kids were exercising or 
Miss Parsons or something. I'm not sure. And then I also noticed what I wanted to go on was that they had a bigger flat. They, an apartment oh, maybe because than, of the children? Yeah, so that's what I'm thinking that he only needs like a little studio because it's just him. But since she is married and she has two kids, she gets the bigger apartment and that's the ministry gave them what they need. You only get what you need. Oh, that you're makes not, sense. Yeah. You're not, I don't, I think it's very, right? It's very minimalist lifestyle, very rigid, very controlled. And yeah, if he is a single living alone, then they're only going to give him what he needs. And plus, so another thing to add about these 1930 flats is they're, they are called victory mansions. But they're very old flats, and at this point, everyone's just falling apart. So you have to just put a picture in your head that, like, there's holes in the ceiling. When it rains, the water leaks through. The the carpet or floor or wood, whatever the flooring is, is all torn up and dirty. And there's holes in the, in the plaster on the walls, and everything is just falling apart. So the fact that she comes to him asking for help, it makes sense because everything is falling apart. And then it also said that if they wanted to get help um, to fix anything, they had to go through the proper channels and then it would um, it would be fixed for two years or there was some sort of where the... I'm not sure. I didn't really understand that. It's almost like there was a warranty for two years it wouldn't fall apart or something. It was really weird that they had a time frame on like how long something would last for. Did you read that part? I don't remember reading that part. I'm sure that I did, but I just remember yeah. really getting like the impression of like these places are dumps. Yeah. <laughs> They're just like really. sadly falling well, apart. It's in ruins. It's and then like, I'm, I'm dumb. And I was like 1930. That was only like 20 years later. Cause when the book was made, like published, it was 1944. Oh yeah. No, this is 50 years later. That makes more sense. Um, and then the smell, yeah, the but smell. the whole place smelled like boiled cabbage, even though all the apartments. So what I'm thinking because of the water damage, maybe? maybe, or maybe because that's one of the foods that they are able, that's part of their rations that they're able to have is a lot of cabbage. Oh, I didn't even because think about that. In the UK, like my mom would always talk about cabbage soup and stuff. So it must be like a prevalent thing in um, like the UK, London. Maybe that's, that's something that grows a lot of very yeah. easily and maybe instead it's of lettuce for them cheap. to ration out to yeah. everybody it's like you get a uh, two heads of cabbage or whatever yeah exactly that's what i'm thinking um so they did explain um that tom parsons is miss parsons husband and that he was uh fat but he was active and really stupid and he worked at the ministry of truth but in a subordinate position because he was actually like kind of held back in like what would be high school um or you know i have oh so uh, oh my gosh i can't <laughs> it's okay i know it's a, it's a lot um, to take in it's so a lot to take in pretty much it's almost like boy scouts and um where you're a cub scout then you're a boy scout so here you were a spy and then you're you're under spies and then junior league and then you would go into the mini mini true the the ministry of truth um and, and then, so, so he he was like stuck in junior league for like two years after he should have gone on because he was like not as smart as others. Well, I, I believe it, it actually stated that he was unwilling to evict from the youth league, but he had managed to stay a spy for an additional year. So I took that as he did not want to leave the youth league, but oh. I could have read it wrong and it could be that he just was, like you said, held back a year. Yeah. It was almost like he was held back because a grade he was or whatever. a little 
stupid. Maybe it, it, it literally says um uh what there was a word it was something stupidity. Um an paralyzing stupidity, a oh. massive imbecile enthusiasm. Okay, yeah. yeah. So he he, he, he was, had some difficulties <laughs> yeah. with his but, education. <laughs> but now, which is this is where the um, all the sports equipment come in because they say that he is actually the leading figure of the sports committee, organizing hikes, spontaneous demonstrations, saving campaigns, and voluntary activities general uh, activities generally. No. Oh yeah, so that so. that definitely explains why there would be so much um, uh, sports or activity equipment because he, if he's a leading figure, he's going to have a lot of that. And he was uh, proud that for the past four years, every single night, he would go into the community center every year, and he would. Um, so he was he was super engaged and an integral so part did, of the community. He loved what he did. Yeah, he always had an appearance at the community, and they did that every single evening. And oh, this wow. is where they don't really know dates or anything. So I'm thinking, like, well, what about holidays, like Christmas? They didn't have Christmas, probably. I mean, oh. I'm sure we might find out, but I would imagine yeah. they don't have, like, birthdays. Because he didn't even know his birthday, really. No, but the thing is, even if they did have their own holidays or if those the traditions, I feel like they wouldn't even be allowed to celebrate them. They'd no. have to do it in secrecy. They'd have to do it in whispers, yeah. in the dark. Because if you have any thoughts of your own and you want to celebrate your loved ones or yourself they're going to be like nope sorry no, because you're you need a comrade. to get to work you're not, you need to do this yeah you're you're a comrade you're not a person there's no individualization or anything not at all and so these um so the kids were running around like kids do and they were um uh winston fixed the sink and then the kids jumped up from behind the couch with like a little fake gun almost like what we would play like cops and robbers or you know and they yelled you're a traitor you're a thought criminal you're an Eurasian Eurasian spy I'll shoot you I'll vaporize you I'll send you to the salt mines oh yeah and so they're playing like they're playing like, like cops they, and robbers yeah or yeah cops and robbers and you know but they were also wearing um we talked about it we touched on the last chapter how i picture them very like gray bland everybody oh. wearing the same thing their uniforms and then with a so, the little pin with the little pin or yeah. the sash so their uniform was um blue shorts gray sh- gray shirts red hand- neckerchiefs which are handkerchiefs mm-hmm. um oh, like to tie around, around the their neck. neck so the that's the the spies mm-hmm. so the yeah that's I guess where they would start and they were a boy was nine and the girl was seven and um but so they're at the level of the spies right now so they've already been evicted from the junior league and now they're on to no the spies? the spies are first so then it goes then to junior, junior league, league and okay. then it goes to ministry of truth from what I understand okay okay yeah yeah and then all of a sudden um it, it seemed like they were playing like kids play but all of a sudden it kind of went vicious and Miss Parsons was kind of looking at them like, shit, I'm sorry. Like, these kids are wild, which I get that. Kids are wild. but Especially their ages. Yeah. They're little still. They're going to be roughhousing. And yeah. Stuff. But it was, it got to where um, Winston was almost, like, scared a little. And we find out why a little bit uh, later. But it, before then, she gives an explanation as to why they're so row- rowdy right now. And it is because... Um, she says they're disappointed because they couldn't go go to see the hanging. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's not funny, but it, it's... That's what it is. I'm too busy to take them, and Tom won't be back from work in time. 
And then the little boy goes, why can't we go and see the hanging? And they really like to go see the people being hanged in the park that happens once a month. The Eurasian prisoners um, go, they, they do a public hanging and everyone's really excited to go see them. So these are the people that are guilty of war crimes and various crimes that they, that's what their punishment is. Yeah. And the kids, the kids are almost required to go. I mean, obviously in this circumstance, uh, because Tom wasn't there, they couldn't go, but I'm sure that it was something that they were expected to do and they were excited. This is, you know, what they know. And, um, it's normal to them. That's how they've grown up. Yeah. And kids are being trained to hate so early on that, um, one of the that the boy got almost like a sound like a slingshot type thing mm, and I got shot to, yeah. Winston in the back and and yelled Goldstein because Goldstein is the number one enemy and so it's like they're being brainwashed at such a young age to you know when they're playing they're like no this is a bad person Goldstein's bad that's already like in their head well it's probably because they have to watch the two minutes of hate with their parents when it's on the tele oh, yeah. screen so they're watching it and then and they're in the spies thing too so whatever they do for school or wherever they go that's what they are learning and um and then Winston went on to say gosh the mom must be freaking terrified because in two years the kids will turn on her Oh, that's right. Uh-huh. Yeah, and they would be watching every move and mm-hmm. looking for signs of unorthodoxy. And um, Winston was like, gosh, she has to be living in fear. No wonder she's looking at them like, sorry, I don't know what to do about them. Because kids of the spies would turn into savages, but would never go against the party. So they'd be all these like crazy kids running around and they would worship Big Brother and... Um, and it would be normal for people over 30 to be terrified of their children because they would go, um, they would they would tell on their parents and say, oh, they, they did this. They would eavesdrop on their parents and then go to the um, to Big Brother or whoever and tell, tell on their parents essentially like, oh, she thought her own thought. And obviously that wasn't allowed, but we have to think about how these kids were raised, obviously, and what they know. Um, people Winston's age, they might not remember fully a time before how they're living now, before this totalarian sure, yeah. thing happened. But the um, the kids, they definitely don't know anything else than this. They were born and bred into this hate. Yeah, that's all that they know. So they're that's why they are so um, indoctrined, I guess is yeah. the right word. They're just so into it. They will never rebel. No, and they just are so into Big Brother and, and, and all of it, and they will go to the ministry and tell on their own parents, which is scary as hell. I feel for the poor woman. <laughs> Again, why have children at this stage yeah. in the world? Do, I you mean, should. I guess you have to keep the population going somehow. Maybe they but... were assigned or something to do it. I don't know. I wouldn't have kids in that. Anyways... Okay, so then um, after that point, he goes back into his apartment. He's like, get me the fuck away from these asshole kids. Yeah, he's over it. <laughs> yep, and then the teleprompter comes up, the telescreen, on the telescreen, um, and what happened? Well, that's basically when there was just a, uh, a small alert announcement, and it was just a military voice giving a very brutal description, a very angry voice just giving a short description that there is a new floating fortress anchored between Iceland and the uh, Fargo Islands. 
So just giving that little update and then the telescreen went back to playing um, its regular program, just like background noise music. Yeah, they. I think that the telescreen was always on just as background, like just doing their national anthem or doing like uh, war is peace. Yeah, until, freedom of slavery, ignorance of strength. Until another announcement, and they're like, "Attention! Now's the time to listen." Um, so, what I thought was interesting is that Winston went back into his his room and started to was thinking about what to write in his diary to finish that up because you have to think. Chapter one and this chapter are all in like, and like a less than an hour time period. So he's still doing his diary that he was doing at the end of chapter one. Yeah. It's so crazy how like it's so, so much drawn happened out. in such a short period of time. Because yeah. So anyway, so he, ha- so he was thinking about how he had a dream about seven years ago and it was, um, about with O'Brien, O'Brien. Right? Yeah, yeah, it was. Yeah. Thank you. It was about O'Brien and saying there was dark and his dream was dark but he, oh he could hear o'brien saying we shall meet in the in the place where there is no darkness and we still he doesn't know if o'brien is good or bad he, he we know that he's up there in the top of the government agency but he could be somebody who is free thinking who might be the next goldstein because if we remember goldstein was up there too before he mm-hmm. took off yeah so we don't really know what he knows but winston knew his dream was um going to happen the way that he felt about it's it it's almost knew like there was a, a prophecy. prophecy that's yeah. how i took that too yeah. yeah so then um he then said oh and then what else we found out was uh he went over he he looked out the window and he saw um did you want to add anything no no no, no, no you're no, we're no. on the good thing okay no, we're there I, yeah. I wasn't sure if i skipped ahead or anything no so um he went to the window and there was bought there was all these bombs going off in london and mm-hmm. he had said that there had been 20 or 30 a week so oh, just constant ongoing, bombing yeah. ongoing 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 which fun fact when my grandma was in the UK when she was a little girl, so this would have been in the 40s, um, the London was being attacked, and she lived in the UK, and she lived, um, I don't remember what exact like, city or country like she was exactly in, yeah. but the planes would fly over her house, and a siren would go off, and they would have to turn off all of their lights in the whole city, so that way the oh, plane... Oh, scary! Yeah, that way the plane wouldn't bomb them. They'd go on to the city so they were like don't don't bomb us we're not london <laughs> yeah. keep going keep nothing going. to see here yeah and that was right when this book was made so it's wow. interesting so whatever um i'm not sure if it was world war ii that was going on then and i should have asked my mom and my Wait, grandma what year more. was it? it my grandma was born in 1924 three so she would it would have been like probably early 30s so that would have been early 30s yeah that would have been world war Two, but because that's when um but why were they uh, the united states army was starting to go from the army with their um air force to the actual air force yeah around that time but it wasn't america bombing no, I know, yeah, but that's it when they else. were ramping up. UK has always help. been allies, so I don't yeah, know. Yeah, that's I'm, when they were ramping up. I wish up. I had cared more and asked more before they were all dead. <laughs> no, that would have been that would have been. I can like, ask my aunt. <laughs> preparation for during that time, yeah. Yeah. So, um, uh, the bombing, yeah. Um, so, and at this point, he says that he needs to go back to work because he was only on a lunch break. Mm-hmm. 
And then he also um, was, he had looked at something. I think he had seen um, a flag outside when he was looking outside, and it had um, INSOG, I-N-G S-O-C, which it's all capital. I don't know what it, did you ever find out what it stands for? I haven't found what it stands I, it for, was I in think. part one, but I just kind of glanced over it because I thought eventually it would say what it stands for. Well, I know the sacred principles yeah. of INSOG. It's a new speak, double think with the mutability of the past, meaning the past is dead and the future is unimaginable. Yeah. Whatever that means. <laughs> and that's what I got from it. <laughs> and he felt so, and he said that he was feeling very alone and um, then he took out a coin out of his pocket and he saw Big Brother always watching. And it was asleep or awake, working or eating, indoors or out of doors, in the bath or in bed, no escape, nothing was your own except a few cubic centimeters in your, inside your skull. Mm-hmm. Like everything, it was on everything. It was on money, stamps, which is normal. Like we have our presidents and stuff on monies and stamps. But it was also on books, cigarette packs. Everything had these eyes, just oh, just yeah. as a constant reminder. You're constantly, you're constantly being, being watched. watched. Even you. though it's it's not that the book is watching you or the coin. It's just a constant reminder. It's in your head all the time. Well, yeah, you better not fuck up because we we can see everything you do say and think. Yeah, and then like how alone he must have felt knowing that what he was writing will never make it to anyone. It will be vaporized after him, everything destroyed. He can't even tell the future about the past. Like he can't do anything. There's and no he point. He doesn't even know himself. Because, yeah, really. when, once they once once he dies, he, everything about him will be erased. So the future will never know that he even existed. No, and we'll never know that there was a past before this bullshit future. Do you know what I'm saying? Yeah, be those it's a kids lot grown. to like think about, yeah. like the whole concept of it. And we can't forget the, uh, and the it, second telescreen announcement. Oh, yeah. So, so this, that was the news flash that arrived from the Malabar Yeah, France? which we don't know what the Malabar forces are or front. Yeah, so the forces are in South India, and they won. They won the war. Well, they won that specific part of the war, yeah. that, that region, I guess you would say. And he, they were saying that in the announcement that the the war will be ending soon, but we don't know when. The with an entire annihilation of the Eurasian, right? Is that how you Eurasia. Think? Eurasia. Oh, um, the Eurasian army. Yeah, the Eurasian army. Uh-huh. And it this also was gonna affect the Russians. The so, chocolate ration. Yeah, his For, chocolate. It, it was gonna go from thirty grams to twenty grams, which I. This whole book it's, is it's, just... Well, it's only a 10 gram difference, but when all you get is... It's a third is, of it. It's a third of it, your, yeah. Yeah, and then before but, that, he had, like, old stale bread. Like, yeah. black stale bread. This like, this whole book, like, we don't know. We need, like, a dictionary for it. And, they, and there is, um at the bottom of some of the pages, they do have... Um, I've noticed that they have a little star with, like, what it means, if there's a definition. And some of it's, like, see appendix. There's only a few, though. Yeah, no, we need a whole thing. And I've tried to, like, look it up online. <laughs> <laughs> You're like trying to fit. Well, what is this? I also don't want to be reading ahead either because I'm yeah. like it'll all be it'll all come out and it'll all you know we need to keep up the suspense and everything. But yeah, well, I don't want to mix up what we're and I don't want to read. Yeah, exactly. So and then so after he found out about the rations being then, changed. 
that's when they did the Oceana Tis of for, Thee. Tis of Thee. The song. Or Tis for Thee, which is like Oh, their, it's not? It's Tis for Thee? Tis for Thee, I believe. Oh, I thought it was Tis of Thee. Oh, no, you're right. It's Tis for Thee. Because and, I was thinking of us, like, America, Tis of Thee, the oh, land yeah. I love. Or whatever our anthem oh, is. That's <laughs> their anthem. That's our anthem. <laughs> <laughs> that, that's their anthem. That they, It's probably on the background all the time, at least the... Well, he's yeah. supposed to stand for attention for it, but he's just basically he's over like, it at that point. Shit. So he had his back to it, and he's like, they, he was like in a position in the room somehow where they couldn't see him. He was yeah. like in the dark shadows, like apparently, I'm not sure. And he just didn't even like, he's not for the war, as you can tell. He's not for all this. He just found out about the annihilation of this entire army. Who knows if he knows people in the army or not? We don't know yet. Yeah. And then now his rations are getting cut when he barely has any food anyway. He's got to worry about this neighbor's children that are might rat him out for any little Anything. thing. Anything, yeah. He's trying to write in his diary. And all this while he's on his lunch break. Yeah. Yep. So then... I mean, that's a lot for that's... a lunch break. <laughs> <laughs> I, mean, I know, because he already did the two hate, two minutes of hate crime and everything. He unclogged a sink. There's so many emotions that he's not... How long of a like, break do they get? Well, you think about it, and, like, if we were to itemize, like, what we do in an hour, I mean, we it might be this long. I don't know. He just had so many things. It just and he seemed like a lot He for picked a lunch up the break. diary. He did, you know, he did the two minutes of... He started writing the diary, did the two minutes of hate, did the kitchen sink... Came back, did more diary, had two different... Got abused by two children (laughs) that are spies. It's just, like, emotionally exhausting. (laughs) Um, I really feel for Winston at this point. Yeah, so, anyway, so now it's time to go. So he put, he ended up putting the diary in a drawer and put, and he um, wanted to make sure that the thought police wouldn't, or he wanted to know if the thought police came and was looking through his stuff. So he oh, put um, yeah. a little bit of white dust. He said if he put a hair there, it'd be too obvious. So he put some like white dust on the corner of it to see if it had been Which I'm found sure and moved. Dust everywhere. In his well, house. the, the <laughs> this um, person had dust in the crinkles of her eyes, probably from the bombs and the plaster everywhere. Yeah, everything. The holes in the, the plaster. Ob- ob- asbestos. Asbestos. I don't know. We don't even have it anymore, but. Um, so he did that as like a trap to see if if the thought police had come because as you know they only arrest at night so he probably wanted to know if he was gonna be if somebody found it and they were gonna come for him they would come i wonder if he would be able to hide somewhere if there's anywhere to hide like underground well that's what i'm wondering and that's why he wants to know so then he could fucking get out of dodge just like goldstein did and maybe he could contact goldstein once he's out of the city area i'm not sure but i did want to um say this this is actually in the book it's a quote from the book thought crime does not entail death thought crime is death Ooh. yeah so i thought that was pretty important um so that just shows you like the severity of your thoughts yeah any thought that you have that they do not agree with that equals your dad yep that's yeah, it. And you're vaporized done. Yeah. Non-existent. Just done. So that, um, and that's the end, is him putting the diary in the drawer and heading back to work. I'm sure he'll have an adventure going to work on part three. I gotta say, he's, so far, this character, he's very strong and he's very brave. Yeah. To be going against It takes the a grain. lot. A lot, especially when people as close to you as like your neighbors that live right there, their children are little spies. 
yeah. watching everything. Just waiting. Waiting, waiting to tattle waiting, so they waiting. can be a so the, hero child. A child, yeah, a hero child and probably go up in the ranks at school or where, wherever they, their spy school are is, like, yeah. And all they do, they're just trying to move their way up and get through school just to go work at the Ministry of Truth. Just like their dad did. Or is doing. It's a lot. Yeah, it's a pretty gnarly book. And this is only chapter one, part two that we've just discussed. Yes. So, <laughs> thank you for listening to Conspiracies Unlocked, the book of 1984 reveal. Um, please do your spiel. Share, like and subscribe and you know read along with us if you'd like to and give us some comments about what you think about it so far and um and we're on instagram facebook and obviously spotify so cool. <laughs> thank <laughs> you thanks bye